This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Tech in the Right Direction, the podcast. Let's take tech in the right direction to drive social change and close the employment, pay, and culture gap for women in technology. This podcast is focused on helping turn ideas into action to create opportunities for women to advance in the dynamic technology industry. I hope this podcast will inspire and motivate you to encourage more women and girls to seek or grow a career as a woman in technology. Stories about the journey of amazing women in this tech field starts right now. This week in our Women in Tech segment, I will be talking with Evelyn Sheehan. Evelyn currently works as a business program manager in the worldwide apps domain in the Microsoft Services Delivery Organization. The team's primary focus is driving innovation to help customers thrive as they go through a digital transformation and adoption of the Azure cloud software. Evelyn has held a number of roles across Microsoft divisions, which include worldwide learning, US services, field marketing, product planning at the Microsoft Redmond headquarters, and internationally localization management for the Microsoft and Visio. Evelyn holds a master's of business administration from Smurfit Business College, University College Dublin, Ireland, she loves to learn continuously about learning, change management, and creativity. Welcome to the show, Evelyn. I'm so happy to have you. It is great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me to join this great podcast series. Sure. Um, so let's get started. So can you share with us a little bit about your career path in technology? Absolutely. Uh, so I started off by studying graphic design when I went to college. And when I got out of college, I got a job at a newspaper doing desktop publishing. And that translated then into a, a job at a different software company uh, managing localization of computer manuals and uh, help files. So that's sort of basically how I started out in this business. That's very neat. Um... So from graphic design to technology, that's, um, you know, a lot of people get into technology kind of accidental or uh, through a plan that, you know, they didn't see ahead of time. Was it like that for you? So it's, I guess it was more of, it's more accurate to say that the technology business was a great opportunity that I, that sort of presented itself to me uh, when I started out. I, I guess I wasn't aware of the kinds of jobs that I could possibly have. Um, you know, had looking back in my career now, I am, I would say I'm more interested in sort of people and, you know, communications and, you know, dealing with customers. At Microsoft, we talk about customer obsession. Um, so I like the idea of doing a great job so that customers feel like they're getting what they need and they're feeling good about doing business with Microsoft. I feel, you know, great sense of satisfaction from from doing the best we can do, you know, almost every day. I love that. I think the people and the technology part together really make a great combination, but you have to have those people skills and, um, you know, not be afraid of technology to kind of merge the two. So you've done such a great job in your career with that. Um, so 
When did you realize that you like working for a technology company or within technology? Did you have a spark or did something say, hey, I really like this? So, yeah, so um, when I when I, I was a bit intimidated, you know, learning about computers as uh, so I'm dating myself now uh, back, you know, initially and I once I got proficient, I was using uh, desktop publishing software. Uh, it was uh, a company that, that was bought by Adobe subsequently, uh, the software I was using. Uh, you know, to build books. Uh, it was very satisfying, you know, going through the process of building these computer manuals that were eventually printed, you know, and then eventually, obviously, they went online. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, I was dealing with um, localization. I was working with uh, translation companies. And so I was doing project management as well. So there was lots of moving parts and every day, you know, was quite different. Uh, so I feel like that I kind of got hooked on uh, on technology at that point, and then uh, subsequently, I you know I came to Microsoft, and you know the pace of change uh, in the industry accelerated as well. So it's an exciting business to be in, as you, as you know. Yes, it's really true. It's so dynamic and changing so much, um, you know, on a daily basis to be part of that transformation and to take your organization through that transformation is exciting, but it's also stressful. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, um, you know, we, we know that the technology industry is very much a male-dominated field. Um, do you feel that women have the same opportunities as men in this industry? Um, I suppose I would say sort of yes and no to answer the question, really. I feel that... Uh, success ultimately depends on having you know great managers and mentors and as you progress through your career uh, you know ultimately having a leader that sponsors you um i think that uh you know i think with women i think that we feel like we have to have all the answers before we uh whether we apply for jobs you know we feel like we have to have all of the mm -hmm. the, the criteria we don't necessarily speak up at meetings, you know, if we don't have all the information, whereas, you know, guys are not daunted at all. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, they'll they'll speak, uh, with, you know, they'll speak very authoritatively, even if mm -hmm. it's just their opinion, you know. Um, and uh, and I think just say as a woman, I think I can learn from that. Uh, you know, when I was at school, um, I was more interested in and more had more aptitude for things like art or English. Uh, than science or math and I, you know, I have you know brothers who are twins uh, who are just older than me and they encouraged me to take advanced math uh, so that when I went to college I'd be able to choose what to focus on next even though I was sort of a bit myopic about the things I was good at and the things I wasn't as good at you know that kind mm -hmm. of thing. Mm -hmm. So, so I think that um, I, I really benefited, uh, you know, from I'd say good male mentors, you know, whether it was my brothers or whether it was really good managers that I've had, and and I've had some really good uh, mentors, um, you know, male and female, uh, as well as you know having really strong uh, uh, managers, and I think being um, sort of in the minority in one way can be an advantage because. It's tough being the only woman in the room, but then if you're the only one in the room, you know, maybe you, you know, you get a chance to just be yourself because you're not <laughs> being compared to somebody else, you mm -hmm. know, or having yeah. to compete with another um, uh, peer, you know. What great points. I think, you know, initially you mentioned that, you know, sometimes we don't have the confidence to just jump in 
and speak up. And, you know, we really are focused. I, I work with a lot of young girls in STEM and really trying to get their confidence to a level that this will not be an issue down the road when they're in the workforce. Um, so confidence, yes, definitely. And then I love that your brothers said you need to take advanced math because that, that, you know, that builds that confidence. You can talk with authority, you can feel um, at the same level and you wouldn't feel like you couldn't handle the same opportunities as your brothers. So I, I love that. Uh, very much um, what most, you know, what most women don't get that opportunity. So uh, I think you're pretty fortunate to have that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, as a woman in this field, have you seen some challenges? And then what have you done to kind of overcome them? Does one or two challenges come to mind during your career? Uh, yes. Uh, so I think some of the challenges might be around sort of basic sort of gender differences, you know, like we talked about, you know, men speaking authoritatively, um, you know, in situations. Uh, and so I think that, um, you know, that I've been in situations where because I wasn't speaking maybe loud enough or forcefully enough or something that, uh, you know, men would start talking over you. And mm -hmm. I got a lot better at uh, saying I'm, you know, haven't finished or just to finish my thought or please let me finish, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, variations of that. Um, I think you, I've seen you in action with that. <laughs> you have. You I have. think I have. You do a great job. Um, and, and, you know, when I was younger, and I think, you know, getting older obviously helps as well. But I, I feel like when I, initially I felt like I was being aggressive if I continued talking because I was the one who had started speaking first, you know, so that was kind of tough. Um, the other thing is that, you know, sometimes uh, I had a manager who wasn't a great manager who um, would listen more to our male colleagues, you know, and so I was able to use that to my advantage so that I could keep doing work that was interesting. I would just go to my peer and I'd say, hey, I had this idea. What do you think? And then at a team meeting the next day, he wouldn't take credit for my idea, but he would throw it out and the manager would listen to him. And so then I got to keep doing work that was interesting. So. I think that um, that you have to be kind of courageous and, you know, sort of stand up for yourself, but not feel like you have to behave like a man. I, I think that women are still women at the end of the day, you know. Um, and then and another thing that was really nice, I had a colleague who was, uh, you know, kind of a, a guy who was naturally fairly abrasive, you know, and we were talking to a customer on the call and he cut the customer off a couple of times with more out of enthusiasm, you know, rather than mm -hmm. being rude, but it mm -hmm. came across to me sort of rough, you know? So I basically asked him if I could give him feedback and I was kind of nervous, you know, and he was, the guy was a bit intimidating, but um, afterwards he said that he was delighted that I cared enough to give the feedback. And then he was super loyal and super helpful and a great ally after that. So I think that if you can kind of muster the, the, the courage uh, to stick up for yourself or do something that makes you nervous, you know, maybe that I, you know, like I've done things over the years that, you know, really pays off, um, you know, by just sort of being present and showing up and, and, you know, sticking up for yourself, I guess. Yeah. And jumping in with both feet, right. I mean, you just, you have that thought and you don't let that, uh, 
negative thought take over. You say, no, I can do this. I'm going to try it. And I jump in with both feet. And I do that quite a bit on lots of things that I've never done before. And um, the more you do it, the better you get at it. What I really love about what you said is um, you, you've really built up a network of even male mentors that have lifted you up, you know, and you've been able to uh, get them on your side so that uh, they are now working with you rather than against you. And I think that's so important because I remember a women in technology group that I was with uh, that we were just starting out and one of the people said, one of the women said, no, I think we should not let men into our group. I think it should only be women. And I said, absolutely not. We need, we need that support. We need that help. We need that mentorship for us to get to where we need to get to. And today, definitely the organization is male and female. And I think it, it's a great mix of, um, you know, people that have different opinions, that speak at different times and uh, have different levels of confidence. And all of that builds together to create a great community. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, you know, I believe women have some distinct advantages um, in this technology field. Do you feel that way? And if so, what do you, where do you think we bring uh, advantages to the table when we are working on a team? That's a great question. So I think that um, I think that we have unique skills and perspectives that we need to value, you know, and I think that companies can make a huge mistake if they have sort of homogenous thinking when they're coming up with new products. Um, also, I think that uh, women kind of can be kind of add some sort of cohesiveness to the to teams. Um, I think that, you know, we have um, you know, emotional intelligence is something mm -hmm. that women have some slight advantage. And I mean, not, not to be disrespectful to men, you know, no, no, but I think yeah. that, you know, the nurturing and the empathy and kind of being kind, I think that, uh, I think that women are more willing to, are more able to be uncomfortable and sort of deal with the mush of emotions and still move forward and, you know, kind of get things done without missing a beat, you know, mm -hmm. um, like, I think it's really important personally, you know, to see the whole person that's in front of you, you know, whether it's in person or, or on virtual meetings, I do a lot of virtual meetings. Um, I think that it's really worth investing in people, you know, and, you know, if somebody says their, their child's get graduating or they got a new dog or somebody's passed away in their family, that you're willing to kind of talk to them about it and just really see that whole person. And I think that, you know, makes work more enjoyable, but also it, you know, it builds bonds and we get more done as a large group, men and women together, you know. Yeah, absolutely right on, you know, where we bring that nurturing, the um, empathy, the emotional intelligence, and then collaboration, those types of things. We then offset, you know, our male counterparts to provide things that maybe they don't do more of we do a little bit more in this area they do more in the other area and it complements and creates a full solution and i love that so uh, really great uh, points about what we can bring to the table so you know again back in the male dominated field um, women out there listening to this show are thinking you know this is great you know they're in technology and they've been in technology for a long time but what if I was considering a career in tech, in tech, what would be 
where could I, where could I start? What would be your advice to them? So I think the thing about technology in companies today is that I think technology is more ubiquitous than than it was, you know, maybe when I was starting out. Mm -hmm. And so I think most companies, no matter what industry they're in, are technology companies. You know, Microsoft talks about the digital transformation. So we believe that companies need to transform themselves, you know, to stay relevant, you know, regardless of, of what business their primary business is. You know, they need to be able to leverage technology to make their customers, you know, experience better. Um, so, but, but that said, working for a pure technology company like Microsoft, um, I would I would totally recommend it. You know, I feel like it's exciting. You know, the pace is fast. Um, you know, you have a, a long and interesting career. And, you know, for me, like I've moved between divisions at the company mm -hmm. and, you know, you learn an awful lot by sort of osmosis, you know, mm -hmm. because everything is changing all the time, as, as you mentioned earlier. And, um, and I think also you just sort of you're meeting lots of smart people and, you know, they have <laughs> egos of different sizes. So you learn how to navigate, uh, you know, managing people and managing. Sometimes it's stressful. OK, but you know that you have lots of interesting problems to solve. And, you know, when you get results and you get projects done, uh, it's very exciting and you really can feel like you're having um a great impact on, you know, on the broader sort of ecosystem, depending on what your role is, you know. Mm -hmm. um, I think also one of the things I love about Microsoft uh, is that, you know, a lot of uh, technology companies are strong on philanthropy and, you know, citizenship and, you know, being active in our own personal communities, you know. So um, one of the things that, uh, that, that, you know, Microsoft does is, you know, if I volunteer locally, they give money to my nonprofits, you know, so directly to them, you mm -hmm. know, per hour of my volunteer time. And if I give any dollars to, you know, the 503, the nonprofits, um, they match that as well. And, you know, to me, all of that together um, makes for, you know, lots of satisfaction. Um, I think that, you know, as a woman, uh, you have to be realistic about you know the challenges like that we've talked about but but i think things are you know some of the issues that are have been raised over the, the last few years are making companies more maybe protective of women and i don't know whether we need protecting or not but maybe i'm hoping that it'll just get easier to be yourself and to show up you know in a you know a more male uh, dominant environment uh, and you know be able to feel like you can contribute equally and all of that kind of thing i think there's some work to be done in some companies but um hopefully it's just getting better yeah i i'm seeing a trend about you know really talking about being your authentic self and that's so important because that's who you are and there's nobody else like you and that's an uh, advantage and you know um a very strong piece of you that you're giving to your company and adding value. So, um, so I think being your authentic self is very important. And I'm hearing more and more trends of uh, encouraging organizations, encouraging uh, women and men to just be authentic and be you because you bring a lot to the table. So I'm hoping that'll continue. Absolutely. And then, um, you know, we keep talking about this dynamic changing world and um, obviously I'm in training and uh, you've been in worldwide learning for a while. 
how do you keep your skills current today? How do you stay on top of what's um, what's going on? What are some of the best practices you use? So I think that it's a, a, a big juggling exercise because it's easy to feel like you don't have enough time in the day, but if you don't keep yourselves current or uh, have continuous learning, uh, you know, your career isn't going to flourish the way it will if you can, you know, be, you know, focus on learning every day. And so some, some simple things that I think, you know, you need to do is sort of stay current in the, the technology, the business you're in. So like I would scan the technology headlines in, you know, different publications every day, um, you know, so you're aware of market trends or competitive mm -hmm. trends or trends in different industries. Um, it, it, one that you know a lot about is the Azure fundamentals training. Mm -hmm. So Microsoft is very strong in getting all of us to up our game as far as our technical skills and certification are concerned. And I think that's really important from the perspective of um, whether you're planning to stay with the company you're in or if you're planning to, you know, to move. I think that uh, having a training and certification and expertise uh, will help you to get your next best, you know, the next job and, you know, get you, help get you well paying jobs as well. And so I did uh, Azure Fundamentals training recently. And so it was a whole combination of stuff. And, you know, I'm a big fan of, of blended learning because I feel like it's a good way to marry doing stuff on demand at your own time and then, you know, talking to subject matter experts. So what I did for my Azure Fundamentals training was initially I used some internal self-paced training mm -hmm. and, you know, it was good, but I found it not as satisfying. And so then I attended a virtual instructor-led training workshop and that was super valuable. Mm -hmm. There were about, you know, 20 of us. Uh, we were all on, on the phone. We were on the Teams software and mm -hmm. it's a plug for Microsoft software. <laughs> And we were able to either ask questions verbally or we could IM instant message the questions. And mm -hmm. uh, if, if somebody didn't understand, you know, the, the teacher would sort of say, OK, time out. Let's discuss this, you know, complex topic or that type of thing. And I got um, a, a gift uh, from the Microsoft Press team of the Azure Fundamentals exam reference. Uh, so yeah. so I'm, I was reading that as well. Um, and so ultimately, I think the the most efficient way to get trained, I think, really, is to do immersive training in a classroom where you turn off your laptop and you shut off your phone, except for checking the messages at the break or whatever. Mm -hmm. So I think mm -hmm. that's the absolute best uh, method. Um, some other uh, ways that I've had satisfying experiences were we had a mix of videos uh, with case studies and you know different readings and we were assigned other employees so it was this example was a negotiation skills class that microsoft uh, was running and it was most mostly virtual but we were assigned peers that we would actually have conference calls with to discuss the case studies and we had to do role play so you know my role was to do you know, uh, position A in the negotiation. And mm -hmm. so if there was four of us, two of us were on the same side and two were on the other side. And it was very enjoyable because uh, it was forcing you to apply the skills. It wasn't just theoretical, you know, and you knew you had to prepare and do your videos because otherwise you wouldn't have been ready for your negotiation practice, you know. Mm -hmm. so, so I think that was a good um, experience, but I I think my preference really is is to go in a classroom and shut the doors and you know get you know x amount of days of training all together. It, it, that works really well. 
Yeah, I, I love that. And, you know, you kind of mentioned a lot of different uh, types of training. And I think today a blended approach of several different things, maybe some reference materials that's more online, but then, you know, that immersive experience with your coworkers, with other people that you can ask questions, you can bounce thoughts around, talk to the instructor. All of those things are so critical to learning. But today we have to continuously be learning. So um, really that blended approach and the storytelling is so powerful. Once you hear a story that sticks in your head more than just reading, you know, um, reading about it. Um, so, like you said, the case studies are another great way to learn how you can apply some of the skills. So, great points. All right, Evelyn, in closing, so <laughs> what three words would your friends use to describe you? Oh, wow, this is a tough question. <laughs> um, I, I hope, I have to say, that I hope they would say that I was creative. Uh, I really enjoy problem solving and sharing ideas and brainstorming. Um, I think uh, collaborative, you know, I think that um, I like to work with people and, you know, motivate people to sort of take action and, you know, kind of, you know, be like a cheerleader along the way. And uh, clearly, as you can tell, I'm pretty chatty. I, uh, <laughs> I, I think chatty is a word they would use. I am naturally very interested in other people's uh, stories. And, um, you know, sometimes when you remember something about a person, it benefits you because, you know, you say, hey, how did that work out? You know, something that they told you about, you know, their mm -hmm. child's new job or the puppy or whatever. Mm -hmm. So um, so it's nice. It's uh, but it's, it makes life more interesting as well, you know, and, uh, um, you know, it, it, I guess it makes it a way to sort of, you know, make sort of professional friendships that uh, can last your entire career as well. You know, when you know people a little, little bit beyond the work that you do together, you know, but uh, this was a lot of fun. Thank you very much. Well, for Thank the, you uh, so much. Opportunity. I think, yeah, I think you were spot on on your description of what people would say, because I've known you for a few <laughs> years and I would definitely say that you're creative you you care you care about others and that shows so much when you're actually talking you're listening you're understanding you're taking you know more about the other person into you than you talking about yourself and i think that that are you know those are great qualities so thank you it was great fun to have you on and we hope to have you on the show um again soon that would be lovely thank you very much thank you Thank you for listening, and please take a minute to subscribe to this podcast so that you never miss an episode. See you next week. As your organization continues to embrace and adopt new technologies, does your team have the skills required to make the most of your investments? Directions Training offers IT professional and end-user training for the most popular solutions today, including Microsoft 365, Azure, AWS, Cisco, Citrix, VMware, and much more. Our flexible delivery methods and full customized offerings make sure that you get the training you need just the way you need it, in-person, virtual, on-demand, or through a blended approach. Success is a journey. Ask for directions. Visit us at www.directionstraining.com for more information today.
Thanks for listening to Technology in the Right Direction, your source for the latest technology trends shaping the world. To download this week's show or listen to past shows, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Past shows are also available at ewnpodcastnetwork.com, as well as through iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher. To find out how to be a guest on the show, visit directionstraining.com forward slash podcast. Until next time, we hope that technology takes your business in the right direction. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast.